Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, I'm joined by Kristen Swanson. Kristen helps thought leaders execute their someday win procrastination projects with ease. As a breast cancer survivor and coaches institute trained coach, Kristen has learned the importance of getting out of one's own way and stop waiting until someday to make a unique impact. Realizing deeply that you only live once, she has gained perspective tools and strategies to overcome the illusions fears, fear instills in us. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start off talking about someday when. You talk a lot about someday when. What does someday when mean to you? Yes. Okay. So when I talk about someday when projects, and I always do these quotes, <laughs> air quotes, is someday, it sounds like this, someday when I have more time, what I really want to be doing is launching a podcast or someday when my kids are grown, I'm going to launch a business or move from move into an online course to reach more lives. These things that we put off until someday because the business of today is typically why is getting in the way of yes. your business and vision of tomorrow. And I believe that there's resistance that's stopping people and there's clues in your resistance. So those things that are sort of your soul led goals, these whispers that are in the back of your mind someday, what I really wanna do is this there's often blocks and resistance to taking those actions. So it's really easy to put it off. So I like to help people overcome those blocks. And what are your best secrets and strategies for helping people overcome that resistance to run into the wind and to yeah. achieve their someday project? Yeah. So my biggest, probably it's to break it down into a very, very tiny actionable chunk that you can fit onto your already busy full plate and keep taking those small actions. So I often help people break it down into something that's just like a 15 minute task that you can do once a day before you even open your email inbox or you start your Zoom calls or your back-to-back -back meetings that sort of eat away at your day and make sure you're putting those things first. And, and paying attention to that resistance. So when you find yourself procrastinating or you find yourself like skipping over that thing on the to-do list where there is resistance to actually do that thing and, and like run towards that thing that you're putting off. Yeah. It's kind of like John Lee Dumas, um, the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. He wrote a book and the way he did it is he scheduled about 40 minutes each morning. And it was yes. the first thing he did and just yeah. consistently 40 minutes a day in three or four months, he had his book written. Right. There's so much power in that just that, that time before everything else gets at your attention. Yeah. It's so, and it's not, so there's, there's several advantages of that. Number one, you do it first before anything else distracts you. But number two, you're giving it some of your best energy right in the morning right. when you're refreshed and you've slept yes. and Yes. And that actually brings me to one of my other strategies, which is energy management so we talk a lot, everybody talks about time management, right? And making sure you get the right things on the calendar. But I believe that it's even more important to manage your energy. So even if it's at the end of the day, but you have a chunk of time where you're going to focus on this thing, do think like bookend that time slot with things that are going to boost your energy, whether that's like exercise or nutrition or meditation, whatever it is for you to really have that, like you say that like good energy that you start the day with. Can you share with us something that you are super passionate about? 
I'm very passionate about personal development and professional development and, and really you're following your intuition and getting quiet enough to hear your intuition and following those nudges. Uh, can you tell us your, your story, your journey to become this expert, uh, coach at helping people achieve their dreams? Sure. Yes. So my corporate background is in some project management and strategy deployment. So I've always known that I have a gift in listening to somebody's vision and breaking it down into like a project plan. And then I was a business coach. And what I found was that I, I was sort of doing like general business coaching. And then I ended up putting off my business for quite a while after the recession in 2009 and turn one of my biggest clients into a part-time job and then put my business off for like eight years. So it's like my own someday when project, right? And then as life would have it, I am a cancer survivor. And so I just- Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, it's just five years. So yeah. And I learned through that journey, just kind of exactly what I was talking about, about following your intuition and really getting in touch with what your inner knowing is telling you. And that's when I, and it like just the, just being a cancer survivor helps you to like, like jumpstart, like kicked me into gear with getting out of my own way with getting back to my business. So it really taught me to like, not wait. So why are we waiting for these things that are these big soul led goals? Right. And I just encourage people to, to not wait until some life event like that. Right. So what cancer taught me was one to get in touch with your intuition with the, I sort of have a whole thing about like my surgery decisions and listening to my own guidance. And then that was basically validated with the pathology that those were the right decisions. And so now I use that in my business, following your intuition, teaching my clients to follow their intuition. And so I've kind of merged, like I kind of see the merging of those, like the productivity project plan thing with the, I call it graceful productivity. So moving in the direction of the life and business of your dreams, but doing it with ease and grace instead of depletion and sort of like running yourself into the ground and like just checking the box and checking the box. So, so what the unique combination is this like productivity project management stuff with whatever it is for you in terms of like your higher power or your higher self and following that inner guidance. What is your best monetization secret or strategy? Well, I really like to help my clients with what is their thing. So I I work with a lot of solopreneurs, right? So entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and what is their unique gift that becomes their niche, right? And that they, that's like who they market towards based on their unique strengths and that like those soul whispers that I was talking about. So I think there's something about like really, really knowing yourself. So self-awareness and, and, um, and, and following the guidance that you are, that you, like I said, like it's coming to you. What I really want to be doing is this. And then knowing that you can shift, right? So have the plan, take the actions and then follow the breadcrumbs. Like you might be headed in one direction and I teach people to really like follow the energy. Like it might need to shift 
and that's okay and not getting too attached to it. So I think it's just really honoring that it can be your unique way. You don't have to follow some other expert's business model that you see out there that's successful in, in your field. It can be different based on your unique strengths. What's the greatest home run you've hit in your career so far? It's probably been in the last couple of years where I just sort of let go of, I think the, I think it's something around letting go of the fear of what people think and just following where you want to go uninhibited. Right. And so it's been, it's probably been with um, like visibility on social media and podcast interviews and all of this kind of stuff, like, which was kind of a challenge for me at first. And it really helped increase my revenue because you just get the word out more about yourself. So I think just getting out of your own way. Uh, What's the biggest failure or mistake you've made in your career and what'd you learn from it? Yeah. I always say that my biggest failure was that like putting my business off for those eight years. Yeah. It really feels like, I felt like that was like a compromise. I mean, there's all kinds of life reasons why I did that, which I think they're good examples because this is why people put things off. Like I had, it was a recession. My husband and I were both self-employed. We had a, a baby on the way. You know, um, then with cancer, there's, you know, fear about healthcare insurance. You know, these are like real life things, right. That would stop someone. And I don't think I needed to wait that long. I mean, maybe that was fine and smart for a while, but I don't know if I needed to wait that long. So what I learned was that you don't have to wait. You can start small and even on the side sort of started as a side hustle, if you want it to be, and, and that there's power in that just getting started. What do you think is the biggest tectonic shift that is transforming the business landscape today? Well, in my world, it's really this like personal branding thing where you, it's, you know, you and your unique self are your brand and making that, whether that's an online course or making that a podcast or making that a group coaching situation, just the fact that you can get paid to be you and share your gifts with the world. So I see a lot of people taking advantage of that right now, especially in the corporate world that are deciding right now at this hot minute, you know, maybe that's not for me. Maybe there was things that happened that have sort of nudged them in that direction. But I see a lot of people taking advantage of that. And I think it's really um, an amazing, both personal and professional shift. Do you have any advice or strategies for people considering getting into this personal branding space? Yeah, I say in investing in yourself. I think there's something around personal development that really helps catapult you And to, like I said before, don't feel like you have to do it the way everyone else is doing it. There's a lot of different ways to do it and don't get too stuck on the strategy. And especially I see perfectionism stop a lot of people. Like I'm just not ready yet. I don't have those skills. I need this next certification and all of those things. So really just getting started and keep moving forward and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's that process of just doing it that is going to qualify you and force you to learn and help you find your voice so much more than this just perpetual learning process. Yes. Yes. Learning is good, but doing helps you internalize it so much better. 
Yeah. And I would add getting out there and talking to people. So I see a lot of people getting hung up on like, well, my website's not done yet, or I don't have the perfect name of my business, or, you know, I don't know what the podcast name is that I love, or I got, now I had this name and, but the, the URL's taken and all of this stuff. And like, before you even are out there talking to people, like you can be doing all of those things while you're also out there talking to people that you think might be your ideal clients, target market. Maybe they're not, but you're discovering that as you talk to people, people love to help one another. So talking to people that have already been there and done it, talking to people who would be potential clients and just like getting experience with the topic, really. Let's talk about credibility marketing for a minute. Credibility marketing, I believe is one of the greatest tectonic shifts happening today. Um, Credibility marketing is, is basically instead of the business telling the world how awesome they are, they, they use a lot more credible voices to communicate that through reviews or client testimonials or word of mouth marketing or influencer marketing. You know, there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, do you have for us any examples, an example of someone in, in your realm who's used credibility marketing well? Well, I see a lot of people using like video testimonials that seem to be really successful and like things like this, like podcast interviews and, and just, I I call it visibility. So just whatever's going to increase your visibility, whether it be showing up. The other thing that I see really successful for people is teaching in other people's masterminds. So teaching other communities or going onto somebody else's Instagram, like an Instagram live or onto their Facebook group community, that kind of thing. So getting in, finding like-minded, similar complementary businesses, and then teaching your stuff in, in their communities. And then that just kind of spreads people tell each other and share, you know, blogs and podcasts and word of mouth. Yeah. Right. Um, I love that. So, so getting out there, getting reach, getting exposure and, and getting exposure on credible channels. Like if, if my audience might trust me, um, get you getting on my show helps kind of my credibility to flow through to flow through to you a little bit, or as you speak on a mastermind, right? The credibility of, of being the speaker in that mastermind can kind of flow through to you as well to that audience. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And just, yeah, I agree. It's a mutual thing. And so I I find that also with like introductions to people, when you are out there talking to people, it is knowing what they're looking for in a, in a client and then making introductions. I find that is another good strategy. I love it. You recently wrote an article uh, titled five steps to ramp up your business. Can you share with us some of your your secrets and strategies for ramping up a business successfully? Yeah. So I wrote that because I was really finding that a lot of people either wanted to like reinvent their business right now in particular, or ramp it up. Like, you know, things are getting busier and, you know, we're going to, we're going to ramp things up is the word that I kept hearing. And, and I think that the, the strategy can be the same for both. So I really encourage people to do, to start with visualization and getting super, super clear on the vision of their business of tomorrow 
row. And that does not mean, does not need to mean closing your eyes and doing like a meditation visualization thing, though it could mean that. So for some people, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it might be getting on a Zoom and brainstorming with a like-minded colleague of what I want my business to look like tomorrow, what ramped up would look like, and then just getting really, really clear on what that would look and feel like when you have achieved it. And then talking through like what I call the gap. So like, what are the obstacles that are standing in your way of getting there and slowly going through how you're going to overcome each of those obstacles and then chunking away at it, like one, one thing at a time, right? Like one obstacle at a time and, and really catching yourself on your limiting beliefs So if you say, well, that's not going to work right now because people aren't buying and that sort of thing, really questioning your limiting beliefs. So asking yourself, is that true? Can I absolutely know that's true? And then just asking yourself what is possible and always shifting it back. And that's why I think it's good to have somebody else to brainstorm it with because sometimes we can really get in our own way and then start taking those actions. Kind of like we were saying in the beginning, like the 15 minutes at a time in the morning towards that new vision of your business for tomorrow. Yeah. I, I struggle with that sometimes with team members who have these limiting beliefs, right? You're, you're, uh, you give them a project to do and they come back with you with all of the problems of of that. What are some of the best strategies to help a a team member to overcome their limiting beliefs? Yeah, such a good question. So I think it's so important that they completely understand your vision. And this is, this is a, personality style thing. Like some team members really do need to know where you're going. Like, what is your vision that you want? Instead of just like, here's the task, go do it. And not telling them why we're doing this, why this is important. Because sometimes if they know why it's important and what the end goal is, they might have a different way to do it. That is even better. And they have that like creativity to be able to get to the same end goal, but I would call them out on it. I mean, is that a limiting belief? And just asking them, we're going to do like being clear that, you know, you're going to do this. Like you're not going to be talked out of it. Right. And, and what could we do then? I mean, I, I would acknowledge, like, I hear what you're saying is that we can't in this way. And how could we, and, and brainstorm with them. Yeah. One thing that I do, and, and this may not be the most effective way, but I tell them to come to me with solutions, not just the problems. Yes. And it's okay to come to me with the problem. You can tell me yeah. all the problems you want, yeah. but you got to come to me with the solution to the problem too. You've yeah. got to think through, um, you know, what are the best ways to overcome those, those roadblocks in our way? Yeah. What are your thoughts there of, of I like that. putting it back I, on the team member? Yeah, I like that. And I like talking about like presenting options with one recommendation. So it, it might be good if there was a couple different solutions and then they'd recommend the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's their job to come to me with solutions. Good to identify the problems, but bring me the solution. And, and I pay attention to, is it a performance issue, right? Like if that's a perpetual thing with one employee in particular. And I see some, sometimes I see leaders get into trouble with this, where then they're bringing this to the team. Like, you know, everybody's 
coming with um, problems when it's really just one employee, right? Yeah. And so handling that, if it is a performance issue, pointing it out and asking them to change their behavior basically, or, or doing something about it. And then we as team members need to be problem solvers. It's, yeah. it's so okay to identify the problems, but we've got to figure out what the solutions are and focus our effort on solving the problems instead of dwelling on the yeah. problems. Yeah, and it's such a good skill to teach them. I mean, I'm almost thinking of kids too. It's the yeah. same thing. It's a good skill for them to have. And so I think that's good development for them. Thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, we often put our biggest goals off saying sometimes when. Instead, we should take action and go for it. There's power in simply getting our momentum started. What step can we take today towards our goal? Number two, there will always be resistance working against our goals. We should work to overcome it instead of waiting for it to go away. Number three, we should figure out exactly what we really want before we go after it. Number four, we don't have to tackle a huge project head on. We can start by completing small actions that will lead us towards our goals. Number five, by paying attention to the resistance, we will be better equipped to overcome it. Number six, we should avoid limiting beliefs by focusing on what is possible instead of what isn't. Number seven, we should implement personal branding by leveraging our unique gifts. To learn more about or connect with Kristen, you can connect with her on Instagram or visit her website at kristenswansonconsulting.com. And there's links to both of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in accomplishing your someday win goals. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.